0: i Spaces And welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, September twenty second, two thousand twenty two. Today on the Ether, Citizen has a chat with Chango Unchained from InnerChain.fm along with Chen Zuling. Let's take a listen.
1: Yeah, let's uh, give uh, people a little, a few, a couple minutes, so that uh, I invited some people. So feel free to invite your folks as well. Is uh, Chen um, coming from his? Uh, yeah, handle? Zuling
2: is going to come, and let me just him he should he should be aware all right he has the link, and I've been pinging him, so yeah I mean we could get started just so
1: yeah you know. sure let's yeah, let's do that so i, I know he's he has uh, uh thirty minutes or um so so uh I wanted to focus on him in the early going, but uh yeah, we'll catch up with them um when he uh jumps in, yeah, so uh i've been i started um uh, Uh, Hosting Twitter Spaces only a few days ago as a a, a hosting noob uh, to start contributing. I've been in Cosmos space for about a year. I come from Ethereum, started there about in 2016, and then play around with uh, 20 or so blockchain, and then uh, came from Polkadot because I was getting a little bit uh, frustrated with their. um, uh, rigidity. And when I landed in uh, Cosmos about a year ago, I have not left since because I, I, as an architect, this is what I find to be the best architecturally designed uh, modular uh, infrastructure tech. And it has a lot of uh, under-designed element, which is really good because it allows uh, a lot of participants to contribute. So I'm here for that. And so this space is to bring awareness to more people Uh, um, beyond Cosmos, like what you're doing with your um, channels on YouTube and uh, Interchain FM. Um, So we have um, Chango Unchained, which is you, and your YouTube uh, channel uh, for communicating and education. And then we have uh, Interchain FM, which is a uh, radio uh, channel that you host as well, but it's also a validator, right? So let's start with the validate, um, interchain fn uh, validator part first if you don't mind introducing to us
2: yeah so the validator is something that i work on together with juling who is supposed to be uh coming here shortly so we are partners and the way that we sort of uh met was actually through through mining so i was actually uh mining handshake and he was providing the data center in, in 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 Shenzhen China and so that's kind of how we met and when the when China basically locked everything down and said okay you you got to you're, you're not allowed to mine uh, domestically that was when things kind of shut down and and we basically had to um, liquidate everything unfortunately but you know from that i learned that Zuling is the CEO of RockX, and RockX is an institutional pass provider for various proof of stake chains. Um, and I said, okay, you know, you guys want exposure to the Cosmos ecosystem, and uh, I need a validator operator. So there's sort of this synergy here. And that's where this partnership kind of emerged. So it's kind of a partnership between um, the podcast, which is Interchain FM, and RockX, which is strictly a proof of stake validator provider. So um, they are operating this this in the back end, and I uh, basically decide which Cosmos chains that, that we want to validate for. And that's kind of the setup.
1: Yeah, I see uh, RockX here, and I think that's also the Chen uh entity right so he that uh, he's the uh, representative of that company and uh what what year was that that you uh, struck this partnership in China with him
2: uh well yeah I mean everything that I just said basically which is we had this history in proof of work mining and when that kind of didn't work out um I saw this opportunity uh, okay. for
1: proof of stake yeah I'm, I'm sorry I was just asking uh, I don't know if I, I heard you say what year that was
2: uh, so the, the proof of work mining was last year, and we spun up our pow, uh, pos, pos validation this year.
1: Oh so wow! So fairly this, new. Yeah, this is all new then. Great. Um, so Chango uh, and Chain is then a separate entity, right? Because your partnership with Inter, is with the Interchain FM.
2: No, we're the same people.
1: <laughs> okay. So uh, so both channels, Interchain FM Radio. And the uh Chango Unchained, uh, YouTube. That's all the um, media uh, partnership, right? And then the back end is the RockX. Is that is that correct?
2: Yeah. hmm yeah, uh, Ch- Chango Unchained is my pseudonym, so me as a person, and the Interchain FM is the name of the radio station. But for uh, brandability, I, you know, brand consistency across my Twitter handle and socials and YouTube, I maintained it as uh, Chango Unchained.
1: Why don't we, and I know know that you wanted to talk uh, together with him about the Interchain uh, FM validation or validator. So since he's not here, uh, why don't we start um, talking about Interchain FM and uh, Chango Unchained for the general audience first? Why don't you introduce yourself and your um, uh, brand?
2: Yeah, so so we started Interchain FM in twenty nineteen because we didn't actually have an any sort of official outlet that did sort of media and communication and education um, at that time. So I went to various members of my team when I was working at Tendermint and said, okay, you know this. Cosmos ecosystem needs some sort of a podcast, right? And I went to the IBC core developer. At the time, his name was Chris Goes. And I said, okay, why don't I be the um, high level host and you be the technical host? So he could dive deep into protocol specifics. And that's kind of how we started Interchain FM. Um, after a year of doing it, he kind of broke off to work on this other project called Anoma, Anoma, and I kept doing this um, while I was working on Tendermint and, and Cosmos. So uh, yeah, I just kept this this going, and and that's how we just maintain Interchain FM. And then this year, that was when I got the idea of um, doing validation for the ecosystem or a specific e- ecosystem projects, and saw that zuling would be a great partner to to do this with. So um, that's how we got it started. But if you want to go into higher level specifics about how we operate our node, um, I can I can go into that. We can talk about um, uh, our our failover methods for basically not double signing and how we maintain uptime if you want.
1: This is your space. Uh, this is dedicated uh, to uh, time capsule your um, entity and, and you guys um, for an hour. And then I believe Finn at the terra, um, teraspace.org is uh, recording or extracting and cleaning the sound up and um, uh, produ- uh, publishing it to uh, Spotify as well. So uh, go ahead and... Um, Introduce us to Interchain FM. Yeah, actually, da- I think Kuzuling
2: is here. Can you make RockX a speaker? He says he can't
1: speak. Just sent the invitation to RockX. He he could also request. Uh, sometimes that works better. You could go ahead and, uh, like, like I said, you you were talking about uh, explaining the high-level uh, validator process
2: yeah so so we we use uh we currently use aws and uh fall back to other cloud providers if if you know one of those goes down uh and then we use we go to bare metal if at any point the the nodes need some sort of um you know, uh the, the, it, it, if there's there's a need for um for sort of uh higher throughput and um for double signing basically we don't have uh like a failover key sometimes validators will have two keys that could sign transaction uh, or blocks but but um so right now the the risks of double signing in case anything bad happens in the code accidentally is too high so that you know we don't want to get tombstoned so we um uh yeah there, there's no bas- there's basically no failover key or in case the the software detects that we didn't sign or anything, we're just not going to sign. Um, yeah.
1: Uh, anything else that you want to um, introduce us or tell us about um, how inter- Interchain FM validators do things differently? You mentioned the AWS and backing up. Is that like the Hetzner or uh, Google or uh, bare metals within your facility? If there is your facility, where are they located? That kind of stuff.
2: Uh yeah sorry one second um can, so Zuling is actually trying to trying to get in here so I yeah sorry it's it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to speak and like try to work with him to to get on the space simultaneously are you able to see him
1: um I
2: yeah um I, I, if if Zuling is able to hear us can can you Zuling are you able to log into Rockx and speak through there. Okay. Uh, actually, I see. I see Zuling now.
1: Yeah, he's,
3: he's here. Great. All right, Zuling, save the day. <laughs> Chango's been distracted. <laughs> hey, hey, citizen Chango, can you can you see me now?
1: Yeah. Okay. So Finally. we have another issue here. Uh, I'm getting the connect connecting spinning wheel of death from uh, Chen, Chen Zuling. Um, he I might hear him. Us- I, I can yeah, hear him. Yeah, this this happened. This has been happening in Twitter Spaces lately, where uh, when I have more than one speaker, like I could hear one, not the other kind of thing. And I, I've been getting this report from other spaces as well. So, uh, if you don't mind having him step back out and step back in, and then we'll try it again.
3: Okay. Um. How about now? Can you hear me?
2: Yeah, I hear easily. Does it, everybody else hear him?
3: I have no idea. Huh. Okay. That's kind of absurd. Uh,
2: well, I, I hear you. Um, if, if anyone does not hear Zuling, then please raise your hand with an emoji.
1: Yeah, he stepped out. He should be stepping in, and we'll try again. And then, um, hey, um,
3: OK, here we go. Do,
2: OK, do, do you want to go yeah. ahead, Zuling? Yeah,
3: how about now? Can can everyone hear me now?
2: I, I can hear you.
3: OK. Um, oh, OK, I, I see some uh, some emojis. Yeah, why don't we do okay. this? Um,
1: when this gets um, recorded and posted on Terraspaces and uh, Spotify, like people that can't hear each other, everybody that's speaking, it comes through. So why don't you Chen go ahead and um, introduce Enter uh, uh, FM to people, and then um, uh, Chano,
3: if you could let me know when he's finished, because I can't hear him.:
2: Okay, uh, okay. yeah, I could, I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll be <pay> the relaner. <laughs>
3: So yeah, exactly. So so we're gonna we're gonna need a relay here. Um, all right. Um, so hi everyone. Uh, my name is Julie. Um So uh, myself and our company is based in Singapore. Uh, we have been a um, in, uh, institutional focused uh, validator service provider since twenty nineteen. Um, so that was a time where actually Cosmos uh, takes place um, and also a few other uh, blockchains. Uh, after that, you know we got into like Polkadot, dot uh Solana and of course ethereum 2.0, et etc. Uh, we love this space, right uh, we do not want to i mean basically we see that every blockchain has very distinct technological advantage, and also the communities are very different um and speaking about you know the whole cosmos ecosystem, uh this is probably one of the most self driven and uh leaderless um Kind of a uh, uh, community, and we we really love it, and we we like the architecture where you know there is Tendermint that helps people to launch app chains really fast, and there's IBC that helps that makes every single app chain to work together. Um, so that's a great idea, you know. We are we are more like a mission fo- a mission driven, right? So this is also the reason why uh, Chengo and I were mining Handshake uh, as a hobby. Um, So we did that, um, and after that, you know, we're chatting, and uh, I know that Chango has been heavily uh, involved in the Cosmos ecosystem. Then we say, hey, you know, we should, um, you know, do this together, Um, you know, help the developers uh, on APIs, because uh, besides staking, we also offer API access uh, to build and and operate the apps, Um, and also, you know, validator is something that is super important for us, right? Um, just to give you a bit more of uh, uh, context, like what do we do? Um, so we're probably one of the um, um, largest uh, institutional focused uh, player in Asia. Um, so we are also one of the va- node operator for uh, uh, for Lido finance. So we're doing that with them uh, for uh, Ethereum, uh, uh, Solana, et cetera. Um, We are also helping uh, a number of uh, asset management firms, uh, funds to to run their own validators because they want to participate in this space. Um, That's why we would like to leverage those knowledge um, and help the the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, I mean, I think just now, Chango has uh, touched upon, we are not doing 100% uh, automated failover um, system. Uh, This comes with a reason, right? Because our view is this. Blockchains are still very new. It's experimental. Hence, there are a lot of unknown issues. Yeah, and if we try to push everything automated based on a logic that we think blockchains are working, will always work as it is, we think this is problematic because blockchains sometimes don't work as it is. That's why whenever there is a, a fail, uh a failure or let's say a downtime. Um of course, you know, depending on the situation, uh, but usually we we request we we need a human judgment, right? So this at, at you know at times, so the, the best the biggest benefit is that we avoid slash uh due to double siling uh completely. Um however of course you know once in a while uh, this may takes a bit longer time compared to automated failover but we think you know the merit outperforms, outweighs the uh, the risk. Um, yeah, that's why we more focus on 24-7 monitoring We have our own dashboard to look at all our validators, um, uh, all the parameters, et cetera. Um, yeah.
2: So what did you build for Avalanche and their liquid staking protocol? And I believe you also helped Lido do that. Uh, right. Do that too.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah so uh you know um so as part of the collaboration with Lido uh Lido was looking into getting into Avalanche for liquid staking um so our team uh, actually proposed that to the DAO um so we have been building Lido on Avalanche since uh early this year and the interesting part here is that unlike other blockchains uh, Avalanche has two chains which is the C chain that operates all the D apps, but staking happens on the P-Chain, uh, which has no smart contract support. So this means that there is no way to do multi-sig or any other secure way of uh, wallet operation uh, for staking on Avalanche. Uh, there's always a single point of failure. Um, and we came up with an innovative solution, which is to introduce a multi-party computation, MPC to the p-chain so that we will have to hold all the tokens for staking. Um, This will be done by multiple people holding different shards of a key, and we can always rotate those keys once in a while. Um, So this significantly reduced the risk of single point of failure. Um, And this is probably also the first time that a team is implementing MPC on liquid staking. And maybe for whoever is interested to know uh, what liquid staking is, uh, basically it's a derivative that is issued every time when you stake your tokens on the protocol. Um, so while your tokens are staked to enjoy yield, uh, you also have the freedom uh, to trade uh, the derivative that is in your hand. So in this case, you know you don't you you can you can sell off your staked assets anytime you like without. Uh, have to wait uh, to serve the uh, unstaking period.
2: Yeah, so that being said, you know, Interchain FM and RockX are now collaborating on this sort of joint venture called Interchain X, and that's where we're going to be doing basically R&D. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so because of RockX's uh, chain development expertise and liquid staking, the idea is that we could kind of augment the um, development arm of osmosis so that we could kind of build its version of liquid staking and introduce that to the cosmos ecosystem uh, through something like interfluid staking
1: so how many folks are at rock x versus say at Interchain fm uh, validator
3: mm-hmm. yep so we have um um, so we have uh, three people dedicated on the validators for uh, for interchange. Can you FM. hear me, Zhang? Son- yes, I I can hear you. Yeah,
2: yeah, Zuling is answering.
3: Yeah. So in total, Rockhex has uh, forty people. Uh, we're mostly uh, based in Asia, but across different countries, uh, we have uh, around twenty people in Singapore, um, and. Uh, for the validators, uh, basically, our, our, uh, we have three people looking at all the validators for Cosmos, uh, for uh, together with Interchain. Um, and you know, a lot of things are automated. Um, that's why you know we don't need that many people um, just like looking at it all the time. Um, our marketing team and so, so basically, we, we, we treat uh, Chango as a, a, a core partner, and uh, we're working hand in hands uh, also on the on the marketing side.
2: Yeah, doing uh, finished answering.
1: Okay, so it sounds like he could hear me, but I can't hear him. Is that correct? That's that's right. Yeah. Yep. Okay, <laughs> so let me ask let me ask him. Uh, I guess a question. Uh, so I know Chen, you have to go to a meeting after this. Uh, you said that you're meeting with Sequoia Capital for some other uh, fundraising uh, from the VC arm. Uh, is that for Rock X? I'm assuming.
3: Um, yeah, I mean it's more of a catch up, right? Because um, so like Chango, uh, uh, I, I got into this space um, since twenty late twenty sixteen. Um, so we do, you know, along the way we do know a lot of people in the in the market. Um, so once in a while, you know, we would like to talk about uh, uh, trends, uh, development. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I uh, s- s- the, 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 there is a Singapore Blockchain Week coming up next week. That's why a lot of people have already come down right now. Um, that's why I got invited for a breakfast uh, catch up.
2: Okay, Zuling finished answering your question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah this is really funny. No and, you know, um, I, I was, was uh, focused on the Interchain and, uh, FM. Uh, you, I see on your website, uh, I was actually looking at, uh, lis- listening to um, your personal introduction on a uh, YouTube video, Chango. I think that's awesome you did that because uh, people obviously uh, want to know about you. Like you've been on crypto space for so long, everybody knows you, <laughs> and uh, I think it's really good that uh, we get to know the uh, a personal story behind uh, the projects. Uh, so on interchain FM, uh, you guys are staking, uh, you guys are validating on Osmosis, uh, Comdex, and Umi, and I did a quick um, uh, number crunching, and it looks like uh, at uh, number seventy-seven on Osmo, at number thirty on Comdex uh, listing, and at number twenty-five on Umi. Uh, you guys have like a total value or total staked in uh, around like one point two million. And as a uh, as a delegator, like for example on Osmo, like delegators are uh, getting reward in uh, like a slightly under twenty-five percent, right? What is the uh, reward for a validators?
2: validators get the 5 5% commission for providing so, the service.
1: So if that is all that is, it's really like five, like that's really not a lot of um uh revenue. Um so it's it's obviously uh, uh, still small. Uh entity I take it, Interchain FM validators? Mhm. Yeah. Okay. And ha- so how many people are uh, working uh, on Interchain validator right now?
2: Okay, so yeah, like Zuling said, there's three node operators that we have, um, not including Zuling and myself.
1: And um, is is that in China? Is that in the United States?
2: That oh, is in Singapore.
1: Okay, so all, right. all three validators that are working on the Interchain FM is located in Singapore, correct?
2: Yeah, it's the it's the same validator for three different chains. Got it. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we, um, we will eventually scale up to other chains. We keep it to kind of the high signal few that, uh, that, that we really, that we actually believe in and, and our good projects. Uh, Yeah. And, And so the, you know, even though the revenue generated during a bear market is, is, Relatively break even when you consider taxes. It's still um, a po- those chains, and on top of that, we do research for uh, Osmosis, and the lost leader is the podcast, right? Which which um, I I have interviewees leak alpha to people who are paying attention. So so that's kind of the um, the business model and and the way that we funnel from top to bottom.
1: What are some of the uh, chains that you guys are looking into uh, getting into because you guys believe in their work?
2: We're valid- We're going to validate for Celestia. Um, we're looking at some other lesser known ones right now, but um, there's Mantra Dao. There's also uh, Jackal. Um, I believe we're talking to Aura Network. Uh, and uh, there's Nibiru. A uh, couple of the ones that are um, I'm missing off the top of my head, but there's there's a few that are that are pretty solid projects out there that haven't been launched yet.
1: Uh, Django, I, I know you've been in crypto space for a long time. I remember uh, watching the your uh, on Chain um, YouTube, and it was quite a long time ago. You were interviewing or having conversation with uh, Sunny at from Osmosis and it sounded like you guys go like way back, like college buddies, right? So can you? Um, Tell tell us a little bit about this uh, connection. Oh,
2: uh, because I started working on Tendermint uh, at around the same time as Sunny, so we we have a f- almost five year long working relationship together. Actually, I think it's exactly five years we've been working together. So that's probably why that comes off.
1: So so you're part of the OG then? Like so you are working with Jay and uh, Zachy and all those people.
2: Uh yeah so I started working on Tendermint before Zaki joined. Um Zaki was an advisor and we fully onboarded him a year later after I joined.
1: But he goes on record Zaki does as saying he's the one, first one to that cut the check first investor. <laughs>
2: I mean, he, I, I don't know if he invested, but um, Jay Kwan had actually circulated the white paper, the, the um, I mean, he had been looking for anyone who would listen um, to work with him on Tendermint. And so Jay Kwan actually uh, hired Ethan Buckman uh, as his first employee, basically, or as a co-founder. And he had circulated the white paper to basically everyone who was in the space at the time who cared about proof of stake. Uh, and that was in 2014. So when, when Zaki goes on record to say that I think that's what he means. Um, but officially he was onboarded onto the team a year, uh, later than
1: myself and son. Yeah. 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 Just, I, it was like a humor humorous thing. I, I think, uh, um, it was the conversation was around the ICF Interchain foundation that, uh, Jaquan, originally found it before it got turned over uh, to Bucky or uh, you know, whatever the politics are. But uh, yeah, so I think uh, Z- Zaki uh, cut the first check for the ICF uh, funding process is what I remember. But uh, so you were working on Tendermint protocol with... Um, yeah, K-Pon. wait, sorry.
2: Did- um, I think Zuling may need to leave, but uh, do, you, do you have any last questions about the validator to, to ask Zuling uh, before he leaves?
1: Um, unfortunately, I wasn't really able to hear anything, so I don't want to ask him anything that he might have already said. So he feel free to have him go ahead and speak any last words before he goes about the um, about his uh, project projects.
2: Okay, I mean, do we want anyone in the audience to ask questions about how we run the validator? Yeah, I, I don't know how oh, yeah. many of you guys yeah, are. Alligators.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, if they if they request, they're more than welcome to join. I just wanted you guys to uh, finish introducing yourself and, you know, what you had to say and your stories first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so any last word from um, Chen before he leaves? I believe he already left, right? Uh, He's
2: still here. doing are you still here? Okay, he might don't
1: have left then. Yeah, I don't see his icon from my end. That's weird. Yeah, I still see weird, it. Yeah, this is like a very... uh. Disruptive space, but, uh,
2: <laughs> I've never had this w- w- problem in another w- Twitter space. Well, wow, w- I don't know. No, if- no,
1: it's, it's been, I only started like a week ago, I think. And, uh, uh I started with the, uh, Jacob get at the notional validator and, uh, it's a one-on-one conversation. Cause I want to have a, 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 like a focused, um, deeper conversation with the uh, one person and focused on their stories and where they come from, all that stuff that is really not shared in like shop tech talks that we do on uh, Twitter space. And as soon as I invited the third and fourth people, it started going uh, awry, and I've been having that for last five recordings. So, just just so you know. Okay. Um, feel free to come up the stage. Uh, re- um, uh, 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 feel free to request to speak if you guys had any questions about Interchain FM validators, or uh, while we have Cheng go here because I know she's busy.
2: Yeah, the the, the one alpha that i would leak about this is that for our delegators um and for the uh the our our uh, kevin smith secret badge holders there there may or may not be a uh ability for you to uh redeem a uh some sort of a wasmo nft uh variation <laughs> that is branded with with, like, you know, Interchain FM on it, whatever that may be. That's all I'll say.
1: Everybody's everybody's being shy. Uh, so until somebody um, wants to come up a stage to ask you questions about Interchain FM. Uh, so, like, when I saw your video and uh, that you posted, like, eight days ago or something about you introducing yourself, um, you said something about, like, you leaving Jet Propulsion Laboratory because you didn't want to be – Cogging the wheel and like, it was so hilarious because we actually had people from a uh, jet propulsion laboratory apply at my company before. And I was just like, what are these, what, what is this guy doing here? And it turns out he was in a similar situation as you, like he, he was just like fantastically smart person. And, uh, he was just feeling like how you said you were feeling at the JPL. And so he was just looking for a more creative outlet and, uh, like I personally had the same feeling, uh, like when I was working for a corporate architecture office in my twenties, I was like pulling all nighters, like 2 AM in the morning and like a moonlight was coming into the courtyard. I was just like a long pause. And I was like, what on earth am I doing here? I like, I had a similar experience early on in my life. And so I think it's lucky for those that realizes that soon, early. Uh, but I thought that was really, um. Uh, um interesting and insightful connection that uh, we had
2: yeah there's there's this sort of um uh, awakening moment and i'm going to get a little philosophical here because when you know I, I i i fundamentally don't believe that humans are are meant to work in this sort of weird um, boomer invented work structure this this nine-to-five thing Um, i i think it is fundamentally soul-sucking and this idea of working for you know 50 years of your productive life to get a pension and retire at 64 is not really the way to go and, and that's not how any human should be uh living their lives right you if you if you care about um self-actualization like like I do, then it's all about um personal development. It's all about you know bettering your skills so that you're a fuller human, um, it's so that you bridge the gap between who you are and who you want to become. So that's kind of the driving force behind um the thinking of why I left Draft propulsion Laboratory. And, and, and on the outside, it looks very you know, sparkly, right? It, the word "Natha" has a lot of still has a lot of brand weight to it, but um, at the same time, if you're on the inside, you could really you could really feel it. Everyone that I was working with were over the age of fifty, and they were on their way to retiring, and they were all lifers. You know, none of them cared about the work there anymore. None of them were um, kind of motivated by sort of. Um, like innovating or building products that changed people's lives or anything like what drives this space and so uh it was very much let me wait out the next 10 years of my life so that I could retire uh and get my in because I already sunk 40 years of life into this uh into this work space so
1: <laughs> it's very it was very sad <laughs> i I totally understand uh i invited um... Japar Jam, uh, but again, uh, he, I can't hear him. We can't connect. So, Japar Jam, if you can hear me, uh, feel free to DM me and then ask me questions if oh, you any, have any, or to uh, Django at Interchain FM. So I can hear him. Um, He's speaking. Oh, great. Hey, folks. Thanks for having me up here,
4: Django. I um, I, I had a question for you and a comment until you started making fun of people over fifty, and you know, I kind of resemble that, so I'm totally offended. Um, Sorry. I am kidding-ish. Um, but yeah, I mean, I left a 30 year career, successful career, um, in May to do, to go full-time web three in large part, because of what you were just saying. I mean, I was just getting the life sucked out of me and web three was breathing life back into me. So it was, you know, to everybody else I know was, I was crazy, but to me, it made the most sense. Um, I kind of wanted to ask you a question, you know, the the title of this spaces has women in tech in it and you know from my understanding you've worn a lot of different hats and continue to i mean not only as a fashionista but also as a you know the queen of cosmos um and so i wanted to just get a little bit of a sense of you know what are some of the things we can do to get more women in tech i you know i've got a daughter who's an nft artist and i've got a lot of friends who are reticent to get into web3 and just i feel Compelled to my friends and, and my family to to find a way, and just curious your thoughts on that.
2: Yeah, first of all, congratulations for uh, getting the taking the red pill and leaving the matrix. Uh, that takes bravery, and at the same time, I don't I don't blame you for entering the space when you at, at the age that you did. Just because like crypto wasn't really a thing, um, you know, fifteen years ago. So that being said. I think the NFT thing is really the way to go and more use cases like that is going to increasingly prove themselves to be interesting to a lot of women. So, I mean, we, we, we saw more women than we've ever seen enter the space, uh, when the NFT thing really took off. So I, I, I think that use case really spoke to a lot of the more creative, creatively minded people, um, so so more of more of those things proving themselves out would would get more more of the women involved in being builders Uh, yeah because i mean even even when it comes to the technology um when when i was trying to get more of my girlfriends interested in crypto like back in the day their eyes would just glaze over and um that's because the some of the more abstract things doesn't really um resonate with them right but but Something that's uh, like a like a cool picture or a piece of art or something that really speaks to them. maybe that can.
1: Um, so as a woman in tech, you can see the category that I put up there because i'm I'm highly interested in that because uh, I mean, you obviously don't have to be a female to be a feminist. And I think. When I go to um, like empowering women or women uh, empowered NFT sites, they, it's, it's mostly women. And I think um, getting getting strong men, like what I mean by strong men, is like uh, uh, not not the weak men, uh, strong minded uh, that supports feminism, supports women and te- women in tech. But obviously, women, women women have have to lead. Men can't lead. Um, so why don't you speak to us a little bit about? Like when you first got into crypto, and you obviously have a statistical, technical uh, uh, background to even be uh, wor- working at JPL. But when you got into uh, blockchain, I don't think you got deep into the weeds of like computer science or development. Or, uh, um, but like, so you kind of found your uh, venue uh, doing a, um, a, as an influencer or as an educator. And then, uh, if you could tell us, like, how you, like, if, if what what you're doing to uh, bring more women into tech, uh, crypto specifically.
2: I mean, yeah. So I mean, that that's I, I don't actually that that's not really where my my focus is. So I, I mean, um, on the uh, what you can view on the outside is is the stuff that I'm putting out on Interchain FM, and that's that's really just to educate people. Um, but but really the the stuff that I I dedicate most of my time on is is to be a builder so building projects um, getting sort of sort of products aligned in such a way as to create like this sort of DeFi vertically integrated suite for people to use so that that's kind of the work with uh, Osmosis in particular. And that that's where a lot of the fun is. So um, I, I I would say that the women in tech thing is is a side effect of it, uh, just because I am a woman <laughs> and, and and like it does it does like just me being out there um, does speak to some women, right? So
1: yeah, but I, but that's I, like
2: not my primary thing.
1: Great, I, I like how you framed it. Um, I I love uh, listening to uh. Interchain FM there's just so many things to learn and so many things happening so many expansion of knowledge and information right as we experiment break and reinvent it's just like expansion of you could go 24/7 and learn and it's just not enough and so uh, within cosmos ecosystem like your channel the interchain fm specifically is is highly unique and uh, i love it um, i was wondering how you split your time between interchain fm radio as Versus the uh, Django Unchained YouTube.
2: It's the same thing. So uh, I use a piece of software to record the live stream, and it automatically, you know, streams it through YouTube, and then I rip the audio and then uh, publish it for the podcast, the audio version that goes through like Spotify and all the distribution centers. So I mean, yeah, that that work is pretty regular you know it's it's i do it every single week once a week so that's that's kind of i i, I kind of have it on on lock um most of the time that i spend is actually working on on osmosis on projects and yeah cosmos ecosystem stuff
1: i just invited uh terra station finn i believe he's behind that handle uh to join i believe you guys talked we talked before because uh, i had a I hosted a space with uh, Finn before, and then he briefly mentioned working with you and Osmosis for a short period of time. Um, I was wondering how the Interchain FM channel, like if there's any kind of partnership to collaborate with each other as far as the uh, education materials and all that stuff. Um, so we'll, we'll see if he uh, joins us, but um, anything else that you want to share with us and while we have you on your precious time here?
2: i i mean yeah if you if you guys want to know more about the validator i'm I'm always willing to answer questions uh yeah so it's i I hope no one thinks that it's just a grift and <laughs> and that we are actually um like adding value to all of these different chains and uh, yeah and this is this is a thing that I'm intending to scale up for the next couple of years right we're we're just prepping for um, the next bull market, and so doing research and helping on the implement- implementation side on core infrastructure, uh, that's what we're going to f- focus on. And at the same time, I always want to um, reward delegators with some interesting new things. So again, the NFT thing is really uh, compelling. And, and, and in the next five years, uh, I'm hoping, that we could build out some sort of a metaverse thing, um, metaverse NFT thing, as as they come online within Cosmos. So that that is all um, at the top of my mind right now, and I'm working with various people to make it happen and and uh, just give back to some of our delegators.
1: I'm sorry, Chango. I, I like I feel like I'm making you work here instead of as a guest speaker. Uh, I, I- Chairman just came up, and so if, if if he wants to talk, if if you don't mind relaying relaying the conversation.
5: Yes, I I, I just had a um, sorry about that. I I guess you kind of answered quite a bit to it with, with what you just said, but I I just wanted to um you to talk about what, sort of what your what is the main motivation behind starting a validator because you know it, like you see a lot of these projects they start validators for um ambiguous reasons at best. But it's uh, I, I, I understand it's it's not that, but it's it would be interesting to hear sort of what's the what's the core reason that's that you that you want that you do validation.
2: Yeah, I'll be completely frank with you. So the the business model that really works uh in this web three paradigm is so if if you look at any other podcast basically if you look at Delphi Digital, if you look at Figment or you know even ZK Validator for example you know the top of the funnel is the the podcast, right? It's the marketing funnel. Um, and then, as you move low as you move down the funnel into this conversion space, well, what do you convert people into? you You convert people into delegators or or whatever, right? so the the opportunity is that um, the validator is where we generate revenue because it, it's it it costs money. It costs time to run run a podcast. Uh, and it costs money and time to 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 run a validator. so so, and then with the validator, it also opens you up for having like a third pillar, and the third pillar tends to be the r and d arm. and then that's when you're actually building infrastructure um on the projects that you actually believe in. so it's it's this it's this kind of um, it's a uh, it, it and it puts you into this um, virtuous cycle to to monetize the space but at the same time give back to the space because you're building something fundamentally valuable so the way that you know delphi has done it is they have a podcast top of the funnel they have a validator uh bottom of the funnel and they also have a research like an r d arm where they actually build protocols like mars or um avatar right? Their avatar is their nft thing and 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 Mars is their uh, is their uh, lending market. so so that's the idea. and and that's been a really successful model. You need all three uh, in order to to just do something really compelling. So that's kind of the idea. Um, I, I think that you know as I grow in the space, doing more of these things uh, becomes m- much more interesting because otherwise you're just kind of, you know I, I i don't find it as interesting to just have a podcast i think to have like a business element to it and like a development and an engineering arm to it is also um it, it, it completes the picture better
1: um yeah are they done uh speaking
2: does that answer your question uh german am i i hope i did yeah. pronounce that wrong. yes
5: yes thank you that's that's perfect
2: yeah, so I mean, if you if you think about how how Cosmo Station does it, you know, they they build a beautiful UI and they they create it, like some sort of map of zones uh, thing to help you visualize the entire ecosystem. So so you know st- stuff like that, right? P- p- different validators have different ways of um, giving back to the ecosystem, but at the same time, it helps the whole space progress um everyone is like adding value but none of them is kind of doing this in an altruistic way where like you, you're losing money while you're doing it you know what i mean
1: yeah so you briefly mentioned like yeah i'm not grifting here or anything which is kind of funny because that comes up here there so mm-hmm. like uh i was uh interviewing having a conversation with uh rhino validator uh and um Don Kryptonium before that, and Don, Don Kryptonium is a white label validator, and he's transparent about it. And uh, Don went on uh, uh, on his uh, YouTube video channel and had a conversation with the King Node validator, and I forgot his name, but uh, the King Node uh, guy and uh, was basically saying, telling uh, Don, like it's perfectly legit from like the like core validator type, heart, uh, bare metal type of guys to like for uh, people to come on board and partner up. And so in a um, traditional business, there's uh, five tenants of business, right? There's a sales, marketing, R and D production, and um, uh, what am I forgetting here? Uh, Administration. So even if you start out like Chen or uh, uh, King knows or uh, block block pain and all the like uh, hardware network guys. Uh, you still have to go out there and and sell and market and do the R and D and administrative work, and so like any I think solid entity usually has about five five people in an organization, uh, so that the system runs properly. And then they expand beyond that. And I think you're well on your way to attaining that, uh, Chango. So like I applaud you for that. And I don't know what this whole talk about grifting stuff is. It's like. You got to do all these things, and so whether you partner up with people that are good at what they do, uh, and or if you start out as an entity validator, you still got to do all these other things. And a lot of the validators, I don't think, are good at uh, creating awareness for for themselves. And I think that's where you would excel in partnering up with technical person background like Chen uh, is. Kudos to you. And so yeah, like don't I wouldn't hate anything about you know you being a grifter or anything like that. <laughs> Oh yeah, um that, we, we that, love you. We love you, Chengo. Like <laughs> I'll beat them up for you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll be back. To be fair, no one no one said anything about grifting. That's just um the, the choice of word that I chose to use. Yeah. No no one's accused me of grifting. <laughs> yeah, um any other questions from from the audience? Okay, uh, yeah, I guess not.
1: We have about five or ten minutes left, so feel free to uh, request to speak if you have any questions to Chango or Interchain FM validator. If uh, meanwhile, uh, Chango, feel free to um, tell us more about uh, what your plans are for the immediate future with the Interchain FM. Are you, by the way, going to CosmoVerse?
2: Yeah, I would be at CosmoVerse, and I have interviews lined up for pre-recording, so I'll be doing that and publishing those. Um, after Cosmoverse is over so yeah it'll be pretty exciting there's yeah there's going to be tons of announcements there I'm also going to be on a panel on the third day Uh, it'll be an interesting one it's it's called uh, protocol privacy so we're going to touch on the importance of um, like protocol level freedom but more of more covering the topic of um, base layer neutrality which is kind of top of mind right now so yeah that stuff's going to be interesting um over time
1: i think i think uh german is already down there in Madeline. so you probably will uh see him run into him maybe um uh, are you speaking uh to people on panel or anywhere down there in cosmoverse uh german uh, about uh, the empower plastic, any chance? Um. Well, good question. I guess it's. I uh,
5: don't really. N- don't have any concrete plans on that. I mean, I'm. I'm here to 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 meet people and and talk about all things cosmos. But yeah, I'm. I'm sure I will uh, meet and talk to a lot of people. People about empower and empower chain, most likely. But there's no. I have no talks or anything like that planned up.
1: He finished speaking. Okay. Yeah. So. We're approaching one hour mark. And so I think I'll give you last couple of minutes uh, to you, Django. Um, if people, why why should people stake with Entertain FM? where they could go to look for more information, like whatever uh, finishing thoughts you might have, and then we'll wrap it up.
2: Yeah, again, um, you know, we are not in the top 20 of the validators in uh, Osmo, UMI, or... Uh, or a comdex and so if you care about greater distribution of voting power uh you could delegate with us right because there's really not any downside to um delegating to a smaller validator than like coinbase or binance right and plus the smaller validators are much more involved in the ecosystem, and you know, again, as as someone who uh, helped build the Cosmos ecosystem, this is it, it's it's kind of a no-brainer. Um, I mean, you know, I don't I don't mean to like toot my own validators' horn or anything, but it's just you know, if if we're not going to we're not going to double sign, and uh, we have you know mitigations in place, and we keep almost 100% uptime then there's really little to no risk to delegating to a smaller validator. Um, yeah and again that and and the uh the stuff that I talked about earlier is is going to be interesting. It's you know if we want to do limited edition NFT drops to our delegators uh, we can and will in the future. So that stuff's always that's just a, that's just like a bonus but um, yeah, in general, the I mean me personally, I even on the chains that I don't validate for um, that I delegate to, I always pick the lower um, the the under top fifty validators that have relatively reasonable commission rates um, and and delegate my stake there just because just because um, I want to uh, kind of help with voting power decentralization.
1: Yeah, I mean, how we ended up here in this space, Django, is because I put put out a, a, a recommendation for uh, uh, validators so that I could delegate to below top 20. And then I was surprised at how many validators jump on the recommendation. And, and you get it's such a community uh, thing. And obviously, there's business element to it, too. But it was all good. And this is how I got uh, hooked up with you on Twitter. To, and then um, I asked you to come on board to speak with me. Uh, previously when I was talking to Rhino came on before you um, and I was talking about below 20, he's like, yeah, a better model would be uh, uh, below uh, top 33%. Mm-hmm. And so if in case of like Adam, for example, or Ozma, where they have close to plus or minus 150, they'll be below top 50. So that's what I'm gonna call for uh, and then push for, And then I'll personally delegate with you, uh, Interchain FM, because I wanna support What you do, the great work that you do with the Interchain FM radio Um, and here, everybody here, uh, if you don't know anything about Interchain FM, I highly recommend you listen to Chango's Interchain FM. It's a great um, uh, coverage of uh, Cosmos and it covers uh, more technical stuff than some of the other hosts on YouTube or uh, Twitter space doesn't cover. So it's highly a uh, qualitative uh, broadcast. So I would uh, highly recommend that. And so, yeah, I fully support you. I I wish you would come on to Stargaze and Juno when you do the minting of the NFT. Where do you plan on doing that?
2: Uh, it, it'll be on Osmosis.
1: I remember Osmosis tinkering with the NFT. So, are they, so I assume they're well in, underway to do that. I guess that's why you're timing it.
2: Yeah, so... What has already been announced is these native NFT uh collection called Wasmos NFTs. So it it's um it's it's the Osmosis mascot, which is Wasmington, and there's there's a couple of different characters. There's Doge there's Wasmington, and there is AMM Elia, Amelia. You know, she's a female and she is loose based loose um based loosely off of someone you may know <laughs> and and so these these nft characters are uh composable as in you could switch out their clothes and the clothing items are in in and of itself nfts so it's it's this idea that you could switch out their attributes like hair or clothes or what kind of um you know rare armor or you know fighting instrument that you have and then in and then once you have all of your inventory stocked up, you could uh, participate in some sort of a game. That's that's the entire idea. And and um, obviously, it's it's going to be a multi-year-long project, right? In which, in which case, um, before which people can start playing games on chain with this thing.
1: That sounds really exciting and fun. Um- I wish we had more time to talk about that stuff, but I'm sure uh, that's still uh, under the wraps for you guys and uh, Osmos, right? I'm sorry? I I would love to talk more about it, but we're uh, past the hour mark at this point, so maybe perhaps we'll talk more specifically about your plans for NFT drops uh, from the Interchain FM Validator, if you would like to join me for that. Um, And it's probably, how far do you, uh, what what kind of timeline do you think that's, that we should be looking for that kind of stuff from uh, Interchain FM.
2: i would expect next year because it has to be timed with the market so if the market's not recovering this year uh it's not really an optimal time to be launching an nft marketplace so it would be timed around uh, around that where where we could get more activation
1: but is the technology at osmosis and your uh design and all that stuff ready uh F- uh, further along than last next next year you're just timing it
2: sorry i missed your question okay,
1: you. is, is the uh, osmo tech and osmo nft tech uh far enough and your design and your creative uh, uh stuff with the nft uh, ideation that you just mentioned is that far enough along and you're just waiting for the market to recover so markets really holding you back at this point
2: yeah it's more like the um the clothes and, and the designs are kind of already mocked up, but it's, we, we have to like time it with the market to like launch this thing. Right. Because if you, if you launch it and then um, the timing is bad, then it flops, then it's, it's not going to be ideal. But if the timing is relatively optimal, then uh, you have a higher chance of making a, a like a big noise with this thing.
1: Got it. Is there any other Osmos, uh, uh, led projects that are doing this kind of stuff, or would you be the first of its kind?
2: So this is more of the, the, the native um, NFT project in in Osmosis. So
1: Gotcha. Okay. Um, we're a little bit past uh, over an hour mark, so I think uh, we should wrap it up here so that the uh, people that are... I, I have a lot more people coming into... Uh, Hear the recording more than the live audience so um i don't want to make it too long um so thanks for thanks everybody for coming and i really uh, appreciate uh you chango for coming on board and on your busy schedule and uh, well i will, uh, hope to talk to you guys next time bye-bye
2: yeah thank you for hosting these and having me
1: thanks for checking out another
0: episode of the ether That was a citizen space chatting with Chango Unchained and Chen Zuling from interchain.fm recorded on Thursday, September 22nd, 2022 for TerraSpaces.org. I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to Terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep your hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third, I open wide. Checking out the scene. Laser beam focused. screen jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all a wreck with a dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den, envisioning the middlemen. Listen to the fatal man play a little ditty, then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble bu- bu- billion. talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next b-b-billion Dan and vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how While the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next bubububillion. Talk about how While the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next bob b spaces